Thank you for supporting the media outreach of New Covenant Christian Ministries. Through the powerful preaching and teaching of Pastor Bill and Dr. Deanne Johnson, family relations are being restored. The wayward are returning to God. And together, we are transforming all people into fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. Join us now for a message that will strengthen you in your faith and encourage you to be all that God has designed you to be. I want to talk to you today from this subject, Excel in the Grace of Giving. Excel in the Grace of Giving. 2 Corinthians chapter number 8, verse 1. Moreover, brethren, we make known to you the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia, that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded in the riches of their liberality. For I bear witness that according to their ability and beyond their ability, they were freely willing, imploring us with much urgency that we would receive the gift and the fellowship of ministering to the saints. And not only as we had hoped, but they first gave themselves to the Lord and then to us by the will of God. So we urge Titus that as he had begun, so he would also complete this grace in you as well. But as you abound in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in all diligence, and in your love for us, see that you abound in this grace also. Um, let's do a little quick Bible study. Is that okay? Notice in verse number one, he says here that the grace of God bestowed or given to the churches of Macedonia. So you see that the grace was given by God to churches of Macedonia. Look down at verse number six. Verse number six says that Titus... Um, is going to come. He's also going to complete this grace in you as well. And then you see in verse number seven, he said in the latter part that we need to excel. He was encouraging them, the church at Corinth and us, to excel or abound in this grace also. So what I'm getting at is this, is that one of the things we have to understand Everything we do in the Christian life requires God's grace. Everything. In fact, everything you do, grace makes it look better. Are you hearing me? Uh, we're not only saved by grace, but everything that we do, we do it by the grace of God. Paul even said, I am what I am by the grace of God. And grace simply is the divine influence upon the heart. It's the divine enablement of God. It's God's ability working through you to get the job done. So you see that the text of Scripture is replete with God gracing people to do certain, certain things. In the Old Testament, they were graced to build. They were graced to, to, to do the tabernacle and the artisans. They were graced to erect certain things. So also when you look in the New Testament, there's a grace to preach, a grace to minister. And so I want to encourage you, just in general, make sure, like Paul told Timothy, that we are strong in the grace that's in Christ Jesus. 
It takes grace to do everything that you do. In fact, if you work on your job, you'll do the job better if you ask God for grace. I ask God, help me, grace me to be a good father. I didn't say I always hit the mark. Grace me to be a good husband. Grace me to do to be a good pastor. Whatever it is I'm doing, I want to make sure that I'm asking God for his divine influence upon my heart. His enablement so that I'm not working in my own strength. I'm not depending upon myself to get the job done. Hear me in this. You may be good, but grace will make you better. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. You might, I mean, you might be all that very talented, very gifted, nothing taken away from that, but grace will make you better. It will, it will. And so here, Paul is saying to this church that, Look, I need you to excel in the grace because grace is available for giving. What? Grace is available for giving. Let's kind of understand what's going on here in the context. Here we see he's bragging on the churches at Macedonia because the churches at Macedonia heard about what was going on in Jerusalem in terms of the difficulties they were having. And the churches in Macedonia had said, look, my heart is going out to this. I want to get involved. And when you open your heart up to God and you want to get involved, his grace goes into operation. You begin to be a magnet for the grace of God. And so Paul said, look, these churches, they begin to excel in this grace, and I want you, Corinthians, to excel in the grace. And I believe God wants New Covenant to excel in the grace of giving. Well, how did the churches of Macedonia excel in the grace of giving? How did they do it? Well, first thing is this. Difficulties did not dictate their giving. Let me say it again. Difficulties did not dictate their giving. I get that in verse number two because it says, In a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded, to, abounded in riches of their liberality. So, wait a minute, wait a minute. So these people, the churches at Macedonia, was, the text says, in a great trial of affliction, meaning they were oppressed, they had trouble, they had some difficulties going on. And then it says, notice, that the trial of of affliction was the external thing that was going on, but it didn't leave it there because they said they had joy. This is what I want to let you know. Just because you have external difficulties does not mean you cannot have internal joy. So in other words, let me just take a little minute here. I don't have to act like what's around me. I don't have to let stuff dictate my attitude because it's going on around me. 
What I have to understand is this. The Scripture says the joy of the Lord is your strength. And listen, if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. So that's why you got to make sure you're full of joy. Come on, say, I have the joy of the Lord. Now, that you got to work on that. And this text tells us that what the church at Macedonia did, they said, okay, yeah, we've got some difficulty. Yeah, something is going on, but we've got some internal joy. And the internal joy is the thing that's going to enable me to see. So I'm not going to let my difficulties dictate my giving. Now, so I'm not going to let Whatever it is going on, limit me in terms of my giving. You got a purpose in your heart on that. You got to deal with that. Hear me. Because circumstances, difficulties are going to talk and they're going to talk loud. They're going to talk to you. They're going to talk to you. They're going to say what they're going to say. They're going to do what they're going to do. They're going to be there and they're going to keep yelling at you. And and they are real. I'm not talking about fake stuff. I'm talking about real stuff. But if you let it dictate your giving, you then stop being a giver and only become a taker. And so, wait a minute, wait a minute. God said, this is what I need you to do. I need you to excel in the grace. I want to give you grace so that you can see beyond that. Hear me, hear me. I'm the, I'll be honest with you, I, I, my life has not just been roses. And I know yours has. So forgive me for speaking at a level that is way beneath where you are. But difficulties, when they come, They seem to come in pairs, and they bring friends with them. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You know, it's not that you just need, and and the thing I'm talking about, just life. Stuff happens, and it just bombards you. But if I don't let, I can't let that come in and dictate my giving. Because Giving puts receiving in motion. Receiving does not put giving in motion. That's why it's more blessed to give than to receive. Now, he said, they allowed these difficulties to actually be used as fuel so that they said, look, we're going to give. We are going to help the churches at Jerusalem. And so they began to That's the grace of God on them. When you begin to say, look, I'm looking past my limitation. I'm looking to God. Hear me and hear me good. There are some of you right now, some of us in here, and I know I've been guilty of it. We have limited God. And when we start thinking about giving, all we think about is what we have. Wait a minute. Let's look at what the text says. Verse 3 says, for I bear witness that according to their ability, we see that, yes, and beyond their ability. Everybody said that's grace. 
So what I'm getting at is this. If God, and you've heard it before, can get it through you, he can get it to you. If he can get it through you. Amen, lights. So, first thing in terms of how to excel in this grace of giving is difficulties. Don't let difficulties, they didn't let difficulties dictate their giving. Here's another thing. Second thing is this. They were determined to give. They were determined to give. Where you get that from? The same verse. It says in verse number three, for I bear witness that according to their ability and beyond their ability, they were freely willing. They had already said, look, we're going to give. We're going to give. Let, 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 me, let, me you, let me tell you something. I, just, this is Johnson 101. I don't give any circumstances the option of speaking to me about whether I'm on tithe. It's settled. It's too late now. I've seen what he can do. I don't, I, I, I don't, I, I, even I'm not just tithing, I'm talking about giving too. So I'm not going to give difficulties. I've already determined that I'm going to give. Come on, say I'm determined to give. So there has to be a willingness on the inside of you where you already have purpose. You said, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to give. And look, look, look. He said, they were they had the difficulties, and then they looked at what they had, and they said, look, we've got something, but we're going to, and they gave beyond their ability. This is what I found out. You remember the, uh, who, uh, the woman in the Old Testament who, uh, she began pouring oil, and then as long as they had jars, the oil start kept flowing. And what I found out, if you keep giving... The oil will keep flowing. If you keep on giving, the oil will keep flowing. I'm telling you, if you keep on giving, the oil will keep flowing. Uh, God has to work on your heart, to, and you have to guard your heart to make sure that you're always at that point where I'm ready to hear you, God, as it pertains to giving. I'm willing to do what you say to do. Um, I, I, I mentioned to them something that happened to me when I was, um, I was a minister of music at the church, and I had a keyboard. A keyboard. A. And there was a missionary that came from uh, Africa, and he was receiving uh, things to, for his ministry there in Africa. And I f- felt the prompting of the Spirit of the Lord to give a keyboard. Now, what, I, what you have to understand is this. I didn't say another. I said A. There was no B. There was not enough. You, you, you see what I'm talking about? And so I had to make sure that I was willing. (laughs) And I believe God put you to the test on this. Abraham, take your son, your only son. So the thing is this, you have to make sure that what God puts in your hand doesn't become an idol. If, listen to me, 
How do you know when it becomes an idol? When God asks for it and you won't give it. It's mighty quiet up in this Presbyterian church today. I'm sorry, this Baptist church. I'm sorry, this Pentecostal church. I don't know what y'all are today. This charismatic non-denominational church. Now, 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 hear me in this. Come on, say, I'm willing. I'm willing. Isaiah, the prophet, said it like this. If you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. If you're willing. Come on, say, I'm willing. I'm, I'm willing. I'm willing. And, and, and that's where you determine, I'm going to be willing to give. I'm, 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 I'm going to be a giver. I'm going to participate. I want this grace on me so that as I give, I'm already in the flow of what God wants to do. And so he says here that they were determined. They were willing to give. Look at this. Verse 4, imploring us with much urgency that we would receive the gift and the fellowship of ministering to the saints. What? They were saying, please take our resources and use it to minister to the saints. Please, I long for the day where New Covenant is going. Here, pastor, just do all this, do all the work that God wants us to do. Here's more. I see I'm alone in that, Lord. Here's more. Just take this. Let's go ahead and do this. We, we, we've been talking about, we've been talking about uh, different things that we want to do in the ministry. We've talked about the spot uh, and all those kinds of things. Here, Pastor, here it is right here. We need room for the teens. Here it is. Take the money. Let's build it now. We want to pay this off. Let's just do it. I long for the day when it's like Moses of old, when they, he, he says, stop giving, stop giving. Y'all have brought too much. Now, I'll say this. We have experienced a little of that. Let me tell you how. Last year, we had something called the Great Giveaway here at the church. And you guys, this is, look at somebody saying, this is what you all did. Come on, tell us, this is what you did. We said, okay, we want to make sure that we bring our best. We're going to, and, and just do the whole church up. And, and I mean, it looked like Nordstrom in here or something like that. And we invited people to come uh, to shop for free. People were lined up about 30 minutes ahead of time around the building to get in. And with much dignity, they could get anything that they wanted. And y'all brought stuff, so much stuff. We were like, please, no more. In fact, we're going to do it again this year. In July. In July. Don't start bringing it now. Because I know, I know you guys, oh, good, we can give it, you know. No, 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 not now. Wait. There's no room in the end. All right, so I told you, how, what, what, do they, what, do they, what do they need to do? I said, they first of all did not allow difficulties to dictate their giving. They were determined to give. And, and, he, and here's the last thing I want to deal with is this, and I believe it's the most important. They dedicated themselves to the Lord. 
They dedicated themselves to the Lord. Look at the text. It says in verse 5, And not only as we had hope, but they first gave themselves to the Lord and then to us by the will of God. Ladies and gentlemen, hear this. God's not after your money. He's after you. We used to sing a song years ago, Is Your All on the altar of sacrifice laid. Does your heart the spirit control? So hear me, hear me. At some point, at some point, we have to get to a place where we say, God, I'm giving myself to you. I'm giving myself to you. At some point, at some point, you have to get to a place where I'm talking about everything about you, you give to God. You become the offering. You finally yield yourself to him. And you say, here I am. I'm yours. I lay down every dream. Every aspiration, every hope, every desire, and I put it at your feet. And I ask you, take my life and do with it what you will. I give myself to you. I give myself to you. And you lay yourself, as it were, on the altar as a living sacrifice holy and acceptable, which is your reasonable service. That's your worship. That's your worship. The psalmist said, I will not give the Lord that which costs me nothing. There comes a time when there is a yieldedness that God requires and It's beyond, like I said, it's beyond dollars. In the light of what I'm talking about, dollars are easy. Are you going to get to a place where, where you yield to him to the point where there is a yes, even when it doesn't fit your preferences? Even when it's not convenient. Even when others don't understand. Can he get? A yes. Grace is not cheap. To really have what I'm talking about, you don't, listen, I have not seen ear has not heard, neither has entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who will finally give themselves. It's beyond convenience. It's Lord, yes. 
hope you've enjoyed this message. For more information on other products and materials, please contact us at 770-484-9300, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Or visit our website at www.newcov.org. If you're in the Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for one of our dynamic services. Once again, thank you for receiving the living word of God from New Covenant Christian Ministries, where we are transforming all people into fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ.